Aldine's new song, Try That in a Small Town, centers around people in a small town taking care of their own. But the song and music video has sparked controversy. Critics allege it's racist. And now even CMT has stopped airing the video. Now, in that video, there are real clips of riots and violent crime. Critics say part of the music video was filmed in front of the Maori County Courthouse that was once home to a lynching. However, the same courthouse was used in other productions, including the Hannah Montana movie. Tennessee Democratic State Representative Justin Jones condemned the song, calling it heinous for promoting violence. 93.3 and 560 KWTO, Thursday, July 20th, 820 in the AM. We're going to spend a couple segments now with Darren Chappell, state representative from this region. Darren, uh, good morning to you. Welcome back to KWTO. Darren, thanks for filling in for me here and there when I'm out and about across the heart, uh, across the, across the, uh, across the land. Uh, appreciate you being in here this morning. Oh, it's entirely my privilege. I always enjoy being able to come in. So, Darren, when everything is called racist, then nothing is racist, right? Words, when, when words end up being utilized for every purpose other than what they mean, words lose meaning, don't they, Darren? Yeah. And, and I think it's a, uh, I think it's a real issue that we face in our society that most people never even consider that as words, as words lose their meaning, I don't mean to be all philosophical this early in the morning, but as, as words, <laughs> as words lose their meaning, the capacity for people to express thought is lost. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is, that is one of the most personal and, and intrinsic rights that we have is the ability to think for ourselves and communicate those thoughts to others, e- even, even vile thoughts. And, and we protect speech precisely because of the individual right of a single person. And so when words become, uh, when they lose their meaning, when they come, when they become verboten to society and you just can't express that idea, two things occur. First, essential liberty is lost, but maybe even more egregious on a societal scale. Um, we've now given power to a word or to an idea that it should not have because the way you defeat bad speech is with more speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. You know, Representative, it's okay if you elevate the conversation because earlier this morning we were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene showing Hunter Biden's private parts to a congressional committee. That's, so that's okay. That's okay. You know, yeah. I, uh, you gotta you gotta love her uh, her her passion, but yeah, man, sometimes you know, Representative, isn't her point though? Isn't her the, okay? Maybe what she did, you know, we can argue about whether she should or not have done it, but isn't her point that? The, the, the Democrats who want to show pornography to our grade schoolers, they've suddenly got all, they've suddenly gotten all puritanical when they're confronted with something that's embarrassing to them, right? So it's okay yeah. to, it's okay to take kids to drag queen shows. It's okay to have pornography in the kids section of the public library, but God forbid we show the world what the first son has been doing globe trotting around the planet right no you're absolutely correct it's just we live in such a soundbite driven society and you know too many people have the attention span of a gnat and <laughs> it, it would be really cool if we could i don't know act like grown-ups on a semi-regular basis boy wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice speaking <laughs> to state representative darren chapel you know tim you needed to hear that <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, now, come on. Okay. You and the fruit snacks over there, you know? So <laughs> You and the almonds all the time. <laughs> so, uh, Darren, yeah, we fight like this all the time. Uh, <clears throat> so, Darren, you know, back to the Jason Aldean song. He was talking about being in a small town, and you're a person who's well-traveled. You've, you've worked in small towns. You've worked in large towns. You've worked in towns in between. He's talking about the values of those places and people, right, representative? Yes. Yeah, not, he's not saying, well, good thing we're all racists here in these small towns because we won't stand for any of that Black Lives Matter stuff. Black Lives Matter, which has been shown to be a completely corrupt organization, it's basically now bankrupt, and its owners and founders uh, are, are laughing all their way to the bank in their multi-million dollar mansions in Beverly Hills. Putting that aside, what he's saying is, you know, shouldn't we get back to some semblance, like you were saying, of respecting one another, of appreciating what are the values of our of our society and our civilization, which is not at all racist, is it? No. And and the problem the problem becomes when um it is a Black Lives Matter or matters or an Antifa uh, uh issue that's being confronted by a community, then it becomes uh set in the dis- in the discussion as a racial or um or a uh a gay issue or or a um a fascist issue but um let's see i guess it would have been 2011 2011 when i was the city uh, administrator for Seymour mm-hmm. and one of our one of our uh family residents their son was a staff sergeant and he'd been killed in action and they were bringing him home to be buried. And uh, the Westboro Baptist organization decided that they were going to come protest this soldier's funeral uh, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as they did. And this is a town at the time, I think we had 1,984 people who lived there. And there were nearly 3,000 people who showed up to line the streets mm. and encircle the uh the church where this soldier was being memorialized to make sure that the Westboro Baptists didn't get to do what they did in other communities and uh because it was Westboro Baptists and they weren't one of the flavors of the day approved by the mass media um nobody covered that story but that's exactly what Jason Aldean's talking about is that small town communities where you actually know your neighbors Frankly, mm-hmm. we're your kin to most of them. We we just don't mm-hmm. tolerate that kind of discord in our communities, and we have a sense of right and wrong. And and it's it's not new. Uh, years ago, you know, and I'm not I'm not advocating for this, okay? But years ago, if a man was abusive to his family, several other men in the community would take him on a coon hunt one night, and he'd straighten up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. just that's it's- the way small towns are. Yeah, well, yeah, look at some of the other codes in society, and you'll see that that's true as well. Uh, Representative, I want to talk to you a little bit about the IRS whistleblower saga and the testimony up on Capitol Hill, but I want to take a different tact because it's something I think that uh, you you can help uh, our listeners understand. So you've worked in and around government for most of your career, but yet you've been a reformer. You haven't been your typical uh, plain vanilla bureaucrat who's just there to charge the taxpayers uh, more, take more of the taxpayers' dollars. You've actually tried to reform government, re- reduce the size and scope of government people's lives, uh, make budgets work 
better, not just bigger. Yeah. Um, these two whistleblowers that have stepped forward, they're career bureaucrats, career investigators with the IRS. One of them, a self-described gay Democrat man married to another fella. I mean, tell me about what it's like, Representative, for someone inside a government organization to step forward at this level with this kind of testimony and blow the whistle on what's going on that is systemically wrong in one of the most powerful bureaucracies in the country. I mean, that's got to take a lot of courage and guts, doesn't it? Uh, it's it's unbelievably difficult to um, it's unbelievably difficult to have the courage. Forget about the fact that you're going to lose your job. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the easy part, frankly. Um, you you have to have the courage to to recognize. First of all, you've got to believe that you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. We all have opinions, and if you ask anybody what should we do about X, Y, or Z, you know, you can get people to tell you what they think, but that's based on sound bites. That's based on preconceived ideas and biases. But the reality of it is, until you're in there, until you're in the trenches and actually are working through the processes of governance, you can't really appreciate fully what's happening. It's not just, well, there ought to be a law. Now, how do you make the law? What should the law say? Mm-hmm. What, you know, it's mm-hmm. difficult. The process is difficult, mm-hmm. as you know full well, as a, mm-hmm. on a bureau, on the bureaucratic side, not just on the lawmaker side. You have to then take those laws and implement them to the best of your ability, uh, in, in your job. But if you see someone who's violating the law or someone who's ignoring the law in some way, for you to be able to stand up and say, Hey, this has happened. You have to have your ducks in a row straight, every I dotted, every T crossed, and you have to realize that the monster of governmental power is going to come after you with full force because Mm -hmm. you've attacked their credibility and you've complied with your own conscience, but now you have to fight the beast. And, and when I would, when I would go into cities, I heard you all talking about what if we just fired 10,000 federal employees? First of all, nobody would notice except those 10,000 people. <laughs> uh, but when I, when I, when I took over the city of Bolivar, they were bankrupt. I mean, they were right on the edge of having the city disincorporated, taken over by the state and having a special taxation handed down by Jeff City to the citizens of the former city of Bolivar. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had been there for 10 working days, and um, I fired 16% of the staff. Wow. All at once. And it was wow. like, I, I tried, people don't understand, it's not like Burger King where I can put a sign out and says, under new management, we're closed for a week. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, it's government. <laughs> You know, so it's like taking a, it's like taking a thousand piece puzzle, throwing it up in the air, pulling out 160 pieces, reassembling the remaining 840 pieces and having a better picture by the time it hits the desk. (laughs) Wow. That's a great analogy. Darren, we got to take, we got to take a quick break here. But I mean, what you just said there was so profoundly insightful. You have to believe you are right because what you just said, I mean, these fellas, these whistleblowers, 
they have told the same story the exact same way every single time with the full weight and force of the government and all the Democrats coming after them. They absolutely believe they are right. And I think the American people should know that they're right. It's unfortunate that all the news networks are not covering it like some are. Darren, stay right there. We're going to continue our conversation with Missouri State Representative Darren Chappell. He uncovered some interesting things, digging into the belly of the beast in Jefferson City last session. We'll talk a little bit about that, what the heck he's up to during the interim, and what his plans are for the next legislative session, which, yeah, folks, it's just right around the bend. We'll continue that conversation after Don Luzader's local news update here at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. Democrats Department of Justice, where they go after anybody who's running against the president, it seems as though. And if you go up in the polls, you're more likely to get indicted. Yep, that seems to be true. Every time Donald Trump surges, here comes another indictment. It's like a day ending in Y. Welcome back. It's uh, Thursday, July 20, 2023, speeding rapidly towards the nine o'clock hour of the program, which means we have barely two segments left, and then we'll hand things off to Gary Nolan. He comes in here around 9.05. He'll be covering all the big news of the day. I'm not sure if they got any more whistleblower testimony up on Capitol Hill or not. I'll check the wires for that and see what's coming up. The markets are open, and let's see what's happening there. <laughs> Dow Jones currently up 168 Nasdaq down 62 points. What's bringing what's 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 all that going on? Oh, there's all kinds of earnings reports coming out. So I imagine some tech companies probably didn't do as well as expected. Maybe some of the big movers on the Dow have. Uh, so that's what's happening today and right now. All right. Continue our conversation with Missouri State Representative Darren Chapel. Representative, you uncovered some interesting things as you dug into the 50 plus billion, I still can't believe it's that big, uh, 50 plus billion state budget. You uncovered some interesting things in the education aspect of that. Uh, what all did you learn? What all were you able to accomplish? Yeah, well, you know, as you said before, my career has been built on uh, reform. That, that, that's been what I've tried to be from day one. And, and the reality of it is it's because... I began this process by being a political scientist. And so I approach the process differently than the vast majority of individuals. Most people come to the legislature and they were a business person or a doctor, a pharmacist, a farmer, you know, which is all valuable experience. And I don't want to downgrade the idea of citizenry legislatures, uh, but I'm the only political scientist in either chamber. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I just see things differently. So I, I don't believe there's a governmental agency on the planet that can't be cut by at least 5%, just, just by eliminating waste, fraud, and abuse. And, uh, so I wanted to be on the budget committee. I didn't get on the budget committee. I got on a subcommittee and it was on the education subcommittee. And when I was placed on that com- subcommittee, I was disappointed. And I was told specifically, look, I know you're an ed reform guy. We need your help on that. Okay. Be careful what you ask for. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, I, I got to looking at the budget because that's what I do, uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in, um, my background. And I, when they, when they brought it to us, it was 1500 pages of a budget. We went through it in one day, roughly. Uh, it's just line by line by line. And you know how it works. The department comes in, DESE, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, and they say, here's this line item. Does anybody have any questions? Of course nobody has any questions. All you did was give us a factoid with no context. How can we have a question? 
But I'm looking at it, and I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew what I was saying wasn't right. And that's because of my 20-plus years' experience of doing governmental budgets. So I got to digging into it. At first, I thought it was like $30, $40 million that was being carried over in some sort of a slush fund-type concept. And uh, I took that to some people, and they said, well, we've never noticed this before. You better take it to the house staff. I took it to them. They said, we've never noticed that before. So, you know, which was disconcerting because they're the ones doing it. Um, and so anyway, we, we dug deeper and deeper and deeper. At the end of the day, it ended up being that I uncovered $1.2 billion worth of overappropriation in just that one department that's been carried over and over again for the last three years running and now the fourth um, money that they had no intention of actually spending by the way and money that they don't have in a bank it's in Washington DC so when I called the uh, department to come to my office and explain why this was being carried what I was told was um, that the school districts across the state have access to more funding than they've ever had historically, which is a nice way of saying they have more money and they know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Well, my, mm-hmm. my, my attitude was, well, uh, do they know that? Because they don't sound like they know that. Right. Right. So, right. But, but whether that's true or not is irrelevant. The budget is inflated on purpose, knowing that we're not going to spend the money and it's counted as income which requires the General Assembly to spend at least 25% of that amount on the educational process. So mm-hmm. it overinflates mm-hmm. the minimum requirement by $300 million a year for every year that they carry that over. Plus, as you well know, um, if your budget is bigger in Jefferson City, you have more power institutionally. So what you have here is Desi has... Which, which reflects roughly 20% of that $50 billion. 12, yes. 12% of their budget is bogus. Just absolutely bogus. And that's, Unbelievable. And that's just in that one concept. I'm not even talking about the waste, fraud, and abuse. I'm not talking about the fact that they have 1,800 employees across the state, half of which are paid for by Washington, D.C. money. I'm just talking about the mathematical acrobatics that they do in the document of the budget itself it's we we just that one department we're roughly two percent um bogus out of that 50 billion Mm. and i haven't even touched medicaid or modot yet and i promise you there it's there too yeah representative we're running short on time but now that you have uncovered all of this and i know you went back and i know i know you you told me at first you weren't sure what you were looking at and that's why you went back and you checked and you rechecked and you rechecked now that you have you're you're staunchly defending this and no one's no one's arguing with you which i think tells you more than you need to know uh are are is house leadership going to put you in a better position maybe in the next year or so where you can dig a little deeper into this and and Start. I mean, this is what Republicans should be doing, right? We should be cutting the waste. We shouldn't just say it on campaign literature. We should do it when we're in office, right? I totally agree. I'm certainly hopeful. I'll find out here in a couple of weeks when we go to summer caucus, Lord willing. Um, but to your point that nobody argued with me. So out of 163 House members, Tim, I'm the only person who individually cut the budget. I'm, I'm the only wow. one. 
I cut it. Congratulations. By, thank you. I cut <laughs> Finally. it. Finally. I cut it by $93 million, which is a drop in the bucket. It is 2,466 yeah. years worth of my salary. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's that. But, uh, <laughs> but also when I, when I proposed the, the first cut, which was on Desi, it was 15, $15 million. None of the Democrats opposed it. Wow. That tells you all you need to know right there as to what you've uncovered. I had it, I had Darren, it cold. You know you're right, and then you can move Yes, forward. sir. Yes, sir. Representative, we could talk for another hour or so. Uh, unfortunately, we got to go for now, but we'll definitely have you back again in the near future. Uh, Darren, how can folks um, reach out to you to discuss anything that we brought up today or just to, to, to bend your ear on an issue important to them or to get some help with some constituent services? Oh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. You can reach me at my office in Jeff City, but my cell phone number is 417-425-6841. Call. Doesn't matter. I'm not afraid of anybody. There's the true servant of the people right there. Representative Darren Chapel at DK Chapel on Twitter. Darren, thanks so much for everything. Thanks for your service to our state. And you have a great summer. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Tim. Thank you as well. All right, one quick segment when we come back. We'll take that morning dump, catch you up on everything you need to know before we hand you off to Gary Nolan after Don Luzader's final traffic update of the morning here at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO.